0: folks, and welcome to the latest edition of the Shah Salvos podcast, Jack Clifton behind the mic as we guide you through everything that's happening in the life of our church and also hopefully encourage you and lift you up uh, with the sermon uh, from this week's uh, church service. So I hope you're doing well, wherever you're listening to, whatever day of the week you're listening to, I hope uh, that you you are going well and uh, yeah, that this uh, podcast can add as a, a little bit of encouragement for you. Or maybe even just to, to keep you going, you're feeling a bit mentally drained, you're you're feeling like the, the fire's kind of getting a little bit low or it's uh, the embers are burning a little bit low. Um, yeah, hopefully this can be um, an encouragement for you. We've got a great sermon from David Godkin, which happened on a Sunday's church service, Sunday, the, the 12th of March. Uh, looking forward to bring uh, that to you as he talks about giving, talks about um, how we can be uh, using our time to, to benefit others and, and, and the overflowing of, of assistance and grace that that can, can have on others. But also keep you up updated on things that are happening in the life of our church. Let's jump in and have a look and see what is the latest news here happening in our Menai and Miranda locations. Well, after Sunday's church service, we uh, have one more week left of our La- Generous Life sermon series. So the 19th of March, this forthcoming Sunday, uh, is the final service. Uh, so please, our uh, final or final service uh, in that sermon series. Uh, so join us at church uh, for 9.30am at uh, Shire Salvos Menai location. That's held at 11 uh, pilliger Place uh, at Bangor. Just to let you know of the Shire Salvos Easter services that are coming up, they're not that far away, less than a month now. Uh, so we, we'll have... Uh, services um, on Wednesday, uh, the 5th of April, that's a Passover uh, experience and RSVP is, is needed for that. We're having a little bit of a, a Passover meal get-together. That's that's Wednesday, the 5th of April at 7 p.m. Uh, then we have the Good Friday and the Easter Sunday services. Good Friday, the 7th of April at 9.30 a.m. And then the Easter Sunday service, 9th of April at 9.30 a.m. There, if uh, yeah, you're looking to put that into your diary. Uh, so the, the 5th of April for the Passover, if you're interested in doing that. And then Good Friday, the 7th of April, and then Easter Sunday, uh, the 9th of, uh, 9th of April. Uh, you also might have heard if you were at church on a Sunday or if you've spoken to David Godkin that uh, there is going to be a recovery church that is going to be started, uh, I guess, under the umbrella of uh, of Shire Salves at our Miranda location. It's looking like it'll be a Thursday evening starting anywhere at, from 5 or, or 5.30 that will include a little bit of a meal. Um, there'll be some worship. There'll be a, a short talk, a, a way for us to connect with that community in the Miranda region, uh, I know David Godkin and previously um, Jared Briggs and, and a lot of other people. Whether they're working uh, on the payroll there or whether their volunteers are doing some really good work uh, in the outreach program uh, there and, and helping people with hampers and, and different uh, different assistance with food vouchers and different things, but looking to fill their fill their their spiritual uh, needs as well. So um, I know they they're definitely looking for volunteers, people to be involved, whether that's people uh, p- playing worship, um, people that want to help organize uh, organize, I guess the the, the church services. Uh, themselves, uh, people, people to lead, even just friendly faces there to to encourage others and and get to know some of the other people that may not have stepped in a church for ever in their life or may not have stepped into a church building for for twenty or thirty years. Um, if that's someone, uh, so, if that is someone that uh, are something you think you can do or you might know someone. Uh, from your family that you think would be a good opportunity for them. Definitely have a word to them and uh, chat to either, uh, either David Godkin, um, uh, Mark Soper, obviously Kim, and, and also Joel, you could, you could reach out to in, in the church office uh, as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure you do. Um, yeah, pray um, fervently about that. If that's something that is, is on your heart, then, yeah, would uh, certainly encourage you. Uh, to get involved uh, with, with that. Some of the uh, things that are coming up uh, in the life of our church include uh, Save the Date, uh, 30 years in God's house. So we're going to be celebrating 30 years uh, at our Menai location. So they're having a lunch on the 3rd of June, which is a Saturday. It's a 12.30 start, uh, but you will need to RSVP uh, because uh, there is uh, different things there. Um, they'll need to organise. lynnmccombe at au is the uh, the email that you want to get in contact with. Uh, lynnmccombe at ironet.net Yeah, an invitation with RSVP details will be sent at a little bit closer uh, to the date. And also, as we touched on previously, that Passover experience happening on Wednesday, the 5th of April at 7 p.m. Please RSVP by the 26th of March. That's happening in the church building. 11 Pillager Place and the cost is $5 per person. Uh, so you can RSVP via the link if you receive the emails from church or you can call the, the Menai office on 95430487. Uh, starting on the 27th of March, we have the Encounter, a night of prayer and worship. Uh, that's happening at 7 p.m. again in the church building. Does happen every every fortnight. Uh, so if you're listening to this uh, on the 13th of March when we recorded it, then you might be able to duck up and, and go to the Encounter uh, of prayer and worship night. If not, it is happening uh, fortnightly from the 27th of March and uh, the muster weekend away. Uh, no, um, uh, no registrations are open as of yet, but it is the save the date, uh, 16th to the 18th of June this year, and registrations will open in April. Um, I'm assuming that'll be across uh, at the Coleroy Centre. We've done it uh, the last couple of years. A wonderful weekend, and if you can only make it for part of a weekend, would encourage you to do so. Uh, registrations open in April, and it's the 16th to the 18th of uh, of June, and I uh, final bit of news is a $2.50 club it's a a group for for active over 60s they're heading down to Kiama uh, for a day trip from Sutherland uh, on the train and and getting a little bit of lunch I think they might kind of go down to the blowhole maybe get some fish and chips and and different things that's happening on Thursday the 23rd of March they're leaving at 9.45am the cost is $2.50 for the train and lunch at your own cost Uh, there is some other little bits of information uh, and you can speak to either David or Robin Reeves uh, in regards uh, to that that sounds like a wonderful wonderful day wonderful afternoon for, for those that are over the age of 60 well that wraps up all of our latest news here on the Shire Salvos podcast we're going to play you uh, the sermon from Sunday the March March 12th uh, episode of, of church where well, we had David Godkin speaking to us and David was uh, really good to give us some wisdom uh, about giving uh, not just giving with, with our money as we, we think about the self-denial appeal at this time of the year in the Salvation Army Church but also thinking about how we can be using our gifts how we can be using our time uh, to be giving to others, to be helping others uh, and assisting others as well. So really hope that you're able to get something from David Sermon here on the Shire Salvos podcast.
1: I'm feeling very generous this week. On Friday night, my football team, the Parramatta Eels, donated two competition points (laughs) to the Cronulla Sharks. Um, stop me if you've heard this one. Um, were, I was expecting someone just to say stop. <laughs> uh, there was a chicken and a pig. The chicken said to the pig, I've got this great idea for a restaurant. We can serve bacon and eggs. <laughs> and the pig said, it's all right for you. You only have to make an offering, but I've got to give a sacrifice. Mmm. That's a good one. I don't normally get that reaction to my jokes, so I'll, I'll, I'll run with it. You know where I'm heading, don't you? An offering or a sacrifice? Simply being involved or giving a much greater commitment. See, it's, it's quite easy, I think, sometimes just to, um, to live in the moment. When I was thinking about the Generous Life series um, and I, I, was very, um, I was very moved last week when Joel encouraged us all to make a commitment and he got us to stand, to stand for Christ, to make a commitment to the kingdom of God as followers of Jesus Christ. And I know that in that moment there were one or two people who did that for the first time and I praise the Lord for that. But what does that mean? What does it mean to be committed to, uh, to the kingdom of God? And when I think about this Generous Life series, this was the thought that came to my mind. Jesus wants that as followers of his that we might live a generous life and not a generous moment. You see, quite often we live in the moment, don't we? And we're human beings. That's what we do. We live in the moment. And it's so easy to walk past a a beggar in the street or a homeless person and take a couple of dollars out and put it in their cup or to mow the lawns for uh, the next-door neighbour or to um, shout someone a cup of coffee. And I'm sure that lots of those things up there, I don't want to take away from this because this is wonderful. Our cup runneth over with generosity and random acts of kindness. But what I'm saying is don't let it be just a moment. Let it be our life. Let it be who we are That in in every facet of our life as followers of Jesus Christ that these moments might turn into generosity of life, that people would see Jesus overflowing in us. That's why we live a generous life. So I want to encourage you today to live a generous life and not just a generous moment. I don't want you to stop the generous moments, though. Keep doing the generous moments, but don't don't be satisfied with them. An offering, as you can see there, is um, defined as a contribution. So when we make an offering, it's a contribution. But when we make a sacrifice, sacrifice is to surrender, to give up something for the sake of someone or something else. That's what God's called me to, to give up, to give up something for the sake of someone or something else. These are my words there. Generous living as a disciple of Jesus is all about surrender for the sake of the kingdom of God. Sacrifice is about giving up something for the sake of someone else. We live a generous life for the sake of of the kingdom of God and for the sake of lost souls. Don't you hate it when your iPad time's out? (laughs) So uh, let me read to you again just this uh, passage of Scripture that uh, Sandra read to us. It's only a short one, but let me just remind you of it. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, And watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. Let me give you some context here. We're talking about the, uh, the temple here in Jerusalem. And uh, there were two courts. There were the court of the Gentiles and the court of the women. And in the middle was what they called the Gate Beautiful. And in the Gate, gate Beautiful and in this courtyard, there were 13 collection boxes. They were called the Trumpets because that's how they were shaped, like trumpets. And people would come and they would make contributions to the temple. There are, some of the trumpets were specifically to buy corn or wine or to uh, contribute to the poor in, in the community. But basically it was uh, to give and to make contributions and offerings uh, to, to the temple and to the temple expenses. And people were coming. And Jesus was observing this with his disciples. He's standing there. And he's observing this and he's seeing all these people, wealthy people coming and making very, very large contributions. But Jesus said that those that were making the large contributions were giving out of their wealth and in actual fact were giving of their excess. And so it was for them an offering. It was for them a contribution. And then this poor widow came with two mites, and she gave all that she had to live on. I want to unpack that a little bit later. She gave all that she had to live on. It wasn't a contribution for her. It was a sacrifice. She gave all that she had to live on. In the Greek, a mite is called a lepton, And the Greek word for lepton actually means... A thin one. It was the smallest of coins. It was a thin one. It was very, very small. And it had very, very little value. Today, we don't have one cents anymore. Remember the one cents we used to have? Yeah, no, all the youth are going. (laughs) I can't believe you never. Have you seen a five cents? Yeah. Well, we used to have a two cents and and a one (laughs) cent. I'll, I'll bring some next week for you, show you the old generation, just educating the younger ones. If we had one cent today, a mite would be worth one-fortieth of a cent. This was the value. This was the value, but it was still all she had. You see, it's not the value or the size of the offering. It's the size of the commitment and the sacrifice that matters. This is why the story of the widow's mite is so important for us as followers of Jesus Christ to live a generous life. And this this was the sacrifice that she made at this time. There's a couple of things I want to point out about generosity. Firstly, and you'll see it in the next slide, real generosity must be sacrificial. The amount of the gift never matters so much as its cost to the giver. It's not the size of the gift, but the sacrifice. Let me just clarify here. I'm not just talking about financial giving, any giving whatsoever. Up there, there's probably one or two, one or two um, acts of random kindness that involve money, but most of them would involve giving of time and of talents and making an effort, sacrificing something. That's what we're talking about this morning. Not just money, but the sacrificial giving of everything that we are and have. Real generosity gives until it hurts. For many of us, it would be helpful to ask the question, is my generosity sacrificial? Few people will do without their pleasures to give a little more to the work of God. It may well be a sign of the failure of the church and our Christianity, that gifts have to be coaxed out of people, and that often they will not give it all unless they get something back in the way of entertainment or goods. Have you ever been like that, I have. I've been like that. Sometimes I've wanted to withhold my gifts to the church because I feel like I'm not giving anything getting anything in return. Is that what it's about? Is it, is it consumerism? Is it commercialism? Because when I walk into David Jones and I pay something for, for something nice in David Jones, I expect to get something good in return. But that's not the kingdom of God. That's not living a generous life. I've had people uh, in the past not in this call. I want to make this very clear. The next couple of uh, illustrations I give are not about this core. And I don't want you to try and guess which core I'm talking (laughs) about. Because I've been to many. I've had people in the past tell me that they're withdrawing their giving. They will withdraw their giving if we employ a youth worker. I've had people tell me they'll withdraw their giving if we don't employ a youth worker. They'll withdraw their giving if we put solar panels on the church roof or they'll withdraw their giving if Josh Godkin continues to wear thongs while leading worship. That That may have been in this church. And I may have made that one up. I wonder if we'd really understand who we are giving who is the focus of our generosity it's not the church it's not the pastor it's not the mission leader it's the kingdom of God and it's the lost souls that we want to come into the kingdom of God they're the focus of our giving real generosity must be sacrificial Real generosity is a little reckless. The woman might have kept one coin. She could have kept one coin. It would not have been much, but it would have been something. She gave everything she had. And there's a great symbolic truth here. It's our tragedy that there is so often some part of our lives, some part of our activities, some part of who we are, that we don't give to Christ. We hold it back. True and real generosity is all about total surrender. That's what sacrifice is. It was okay for the chicken to offer his his egg, Uh, its egg. It's all right for the chicken to offer its egg, but it's something else for the pig to offer, bacon. And true generosity is just that. It's a total sacrifice. I'm not suggesting that we have to give our lives sacrificially to the kingdom of God, to the point where we die for the gospel. But we serve a God who did. and He sacrificed all. He gave his one and only son. Now in return, I think the least that he can ask of me is that I give my entire life generously to him and to his kingdom. I want to shift our thinking a little here and focus uh, just on the last verse, Um, until now we have been focused uh, I think a little bit on money and I have too but there is so much more to generous living than simply our finances as I said before verse 44 says they all gave out of their wealth but she out of her poverty put in everything all she had to live on all she had to live on is money the only thing we have to live on If you had no money, could you continue to live? Yes, you could. Would it be difficult? Extremely. But you could because in order to live, we need education. We need character. We need emotion. We need courage. We need creativity. We need experience. We need discernment. We need time. We need resources, We need talent. We need wisdom. The list goes on and on and on. She gave all that she had to live on. The church often talks about giving our time, our talent and our treasure. And a generous life means living generously in every aspect of our life, not just our finances. I wonder this week if uh, I could challenge you to be more generous in every area of your life. Be more generous in the way that you listen to others. Give them time. If someone starts talking to you, give them time. The other day, Sandra and I were sitting at a table and just having a quiet little lunch together. And someone came up, uh, someone that we knew, and they started talking to us. And this person uh, lives on their own doesn't seem to have a lot of friends, is quite awkward socially. But they took the time to come and say hello to us. I just watched the way that Sandra was generous with her time. She listened and she didn't rush and she didn't try and get out of the conversation or get away from the awkwardness of it. So this week, maybe we could be generous with our time. Maybe we could be a little bit more generous with our patience with people. Perhaps we need to forgive generously, respect generously, include generously, be slow to judge generously. You get my point. Every area of our life needs to be filled with generosity. I want to just take a couple of minutes here and I want to depart from this. You see, um, and I've asked permission to share this. I hope I asked the right person. I have a vision for Shire Salvos um, that will need the generosity of your time and your talents because it's something that God has laid heavily on my heart and it's something I know I can't do on my own. For the past 12 months, I've seen um, many people come through our doors at Miranda with varying needs, and we've done our best to meet all those needs. We've given them food hampers and food vouchers and counselling and budgeting and furniture. This afternoon, I'm going to pick up a fridge to take to a family that's been generously donated by another family in this church. But there's a greater need that we need to meet there, and this is what God has laid on my heart, and that is to show them the kingdom of God and introduce them to Jesus. Because sometimes just meeting the material needs is just very transactional. And this is my vision. My vision is for a recovery church, a place of faith, community, love, and belonging. And I've written a couple of paragraphs that underline what this church is about. A Christian community for those who have challenging life issues and who may not feel comfortable in a typical Sunday morning church service and culture. We'll provide a low-key meal, fellowship, and a worship service that promotes Christian growth and personal development in a supportive, non-judgmental, empowering and gospel-centered environment. What's a recovery church, you might ask? Well, it's a church for people who are recovering. That's why I'm going to attend. We all need recovery in some form. Perhaps it's recovery from uh, addiction, from drug abuse or alcohol or gambling. Maybe it's recovery from abuse or dysfunction, or from emotional, mental, or physical trauma. The list goes on and on and on. There is something in everybody's life that they need healing and restoration for, and that's the focus of this church. We need your generosity to support this vision. I need the generosity of people in this church to give of their time and their talents So what will you be doing? Well, I need people to cook. I need people to make coffees. I need people to come and to talk and to encourage, to build relationship. I need people to set up tables and chairs. I need people to cook the barbecue. I need people to play music, to lead worship. And most importantly, I need people to be prayer warriors. All of the above requires sacrifice and commitment of time and talent and You will need to surrender something in order to give to the extension of the kingdom of God in this vision. And it may well be that this congregation here, this one here on a Sunday morning, may well be that this congregation will need to make some sacrifices in order for the kingdom of God to be extended in that recovery church by releasing people to serve the recovery community. I don't know what that looks like. But you see how the two go together? How a generous life requires sacrificial giving. They go together. It'll be on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at Miranda. See me after if you're interested. I didn't mean that to be an advertisement. But I just think it perfectly fitted in with the theme of generosity and what God is asking of us. Let me finish with this. Our love for Christ fuels our generosity. Without that, we can never be generous in the way that the kingdom of God needs us to be. Mark said earlier, God's love overflows from his people. Let me just finish with the words of uh, William Barclay. He says this about the widow's mind. It is a strange and lovely thing that the person whom the New Testament and Jesus hand down to history as a pattern of generosity was a person who gave a gift of one fortieth of a pence. We may feel that we have not much in the way of material gifts or personal gifts to give to Christ, but if we put all that we have and are at his disposal... He can do things with it and with us that are beyond our imaginings. Amen. Amen. This week, I encourage you to live a generous life, not just generous moments. Live a sacrificial life and not just a life of offerings here and there, just little contributions. The song we're going to sing now is uh, one that Tristan chose and the The words are just perfect. Let me be filled with kindness and compassion for the one, the one for whom you love and gave your son. For humanity, increase my love. Help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that erases all the lies and sees the truth so that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. God's love overflows from his people. And that's what we want through our generosity. I just want to uh, encourage you just to sit in this moment this morning. There's no practical exercise. There's no reflection that I've organized. I just want to encourage you just to sit in this moment. Perhaps just ask the Holy Spirit what it is about a life of generosity that he requires of you. What more can you do? Maybe there's, there's something in that list for Recovery Church that I mentioned that, that, that you feel that you can make a sacrifice for and a commitment to. Or well, most weeks, Joel and Kim get up here and they tell you about all the sorts of things that are happening in the Shire. Maybe there's something at Engadine or Helensburg or Panania. Maybe there's something that God's really laying on your heart that you need to make that commitment to today. Just rest in this moment. Just sit there with him. Just worship him and just listen to his voice as he speaks to you now.
0: That's all we have time for on this week's episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Make sure that you do tune in each and every week as we keep you updated on things happening around the life of the church and also uh, what is uh, some of those uh, different sermons and different messages uh, left to encourage us. We'll catch you next week for another brand new episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. But until then, have a great week. God bless. We'll catch you next week.